Hello. Hello. You're listening to Trap by Tracks Top 10 Albums of 2022 with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is our countdown of our 10 favourite albums released this year. We're a slightly different approach to last year where we actually went through our top four albums. Interesting choice. Uh, track by track. But this year we're going to count down our 10 favourites featuring a deeper cut from the album. Uh, so if you haven't heard the album before, it might entice you into listening to the album. If you're a big fan of the album, hopefully you'll nod and go, ah, ah yes. Mm. Mm. And this is the first time we've done this, isn't it? As you alluded to, last year we did our top four, I think it was even top three. Every year we have collated our albums of the year with some episodes celebrating them. But this year there was so much good stuff there. And also some of the albums had already been track by track through with the artists. So we thought what better way to do it than just to count down our top 10. And as with our countdowns from previous years, they start life as two separate lists. I have a list, you have a list, and then we bring them together. Mm. And from those two lists, tease out the 10 that we can agree on. Yes. And of course, a lot of the artists, a lot of the albums on there, I should say, we both had on our list. And then there's a few there that the other one didn't have. But the other one definitely agrees should be on the list. And should we just talk about some of the ones that didn't quite make it? That yes. were personal favourites, but weren't necessarily shared favourites. So, for example, for me, uh, I was really uh, putting a punt in for Betty Boo, for Moona, uh, for Fred, etc. No. Fred again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for Fred again, uh, Dan, what did you have? I had Darren Hayes and White Lies, which didn't quite make our combined top 10. I mean, probably it's too late now. Well, for next year, we should have done a top 20, really, because there's, I think, even without these ones, there's a new album from Tom Aspel. There's so much out there that we've loved this year that just isn't on the top 10. You're you're right. It is too late now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But it's been, a, it's been a great year for music and already we are talking and we have been talking over the last couple of months in the new music episodes about artists that we love or we're just getting to know that have got an album coming out in 2023. So already that is shaping up as well next mm. year. What are you excited about next year? Well, the SG Lewis album out in January, I think it's going to be one that's just played throughout the year. How about you? I mean, we've talked about Sea Fever recently, but hopefully we'll see a new album from them next year. Mm. One of our favourites. I'd be surprised if we didn't hear more new music from Bicep, uh, who I really love as well. Uh, and I'm sure Royksop will continue to relentlessly release <laughs> new new music, new albums, new EPs. And maybe, just maybe, we might get a new album from Pet Shop Boys. Oh, it's about time, isn't it? It's back time because I think by after February we'll have run out of Pet Shop Boys albums. We'll have one more after then. So, shall we get stuck into our top 10 albums of 2022? So, our number 10 album of 2022 was uh, Dirt Femme by Tove Lowe. This uh, was a much anticipated album. It was her fifth release and the first uh, completely off her own back. And I loved what stood out for me with this album was the experimentation, the collaboration and the fantastic electronic music that's on here. And again, it's something that she dabbled in previously, but this album, it was it was consistent. And one of those albums, and I think every album in the top 10 is probably here because we just enjoyed every bit of it. 
not just the singles, not just specific featured artists appearing on it. It was the whole thing hanging together. Uh, and this, Dirt Femme, is a great example of that. And I think one of the tracks that exemplifies that the most is the stunning Greek. So that was Grapefruit. Uh, this was one of the tracks. It was, this is was the fifth uh, track to be released from the album. Uh, and we are going to share some deeper cuts. But I just think this track didn't get the fanfare and the, and the adoration that it deserves when it came out as the fifth song released uh, for the album. So I just wanted to, to, to play it. I don't think we covered it on a new music drop either because we can't talk about everything. No. The best will in the world. Uh, but yeah. What do you think, Dan? Yeah, a stunning album. So this, released in October, so it's not been with us for too long. Uh, And with how long the first single coming in January, and then those further six singles, what is a single anymore, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But I feel like this whole collection is just what pop music should sound like in 2022. It's fun. It's such a quality production. It's so collaborative and so experimental as well. And I love that in there, on the production, you've got S.G. Lewis, You've got Totally Enormous Teed, let's say for short. You've got uh, First Aid Kit and you've also got the Dead or Alive sample in there. So it's such a kind of Mm. who's who, a mishmash of collaborations and inspirations. And it just creates this amazing pop sound. Collaborations and inspirations. A new podcast for the makers of Track by Track. And so number nine on our top 10 albums of the year, it's Soft Cell with Happiness Not Included. This was the band's first album for 20 years, released in May, but preceded way back in August last year with the lead single Heart Like Chernobyl. Then, of course, we got Purple Zone in March featuring Pet Shop Boys. But let's have a little snippet of an album track. This is Nostalgia Machine. So Soft Cell back with their first album for two decades. What I love about them is that this is Mark Almond's very iconic, very unique vocal. It's matured, but it's still telling those kind of kitchen sink dramas. But Dave Ball, of course, on the synths and on the electronics, his technology is always advancing and making new, more contemporary sounds. So this is very much Soft Cell in 2022, the album produced uh, by Dave Ball as well. And I think it's just, as heard on Nostalgia Machine here, it's just a whole new lease of life for the band. And somehow they've managed to record a record, record a record Mm. that sounds very uh, respectful to uh, to their roots. But like you say, with production and sounds that make it fresh for now. And I think, I don't care if they 
were meant to be finishing up and then they decided to do more. Yeah. Because Soft Cell, they can do that. They've got the license to do that. Yeah. And so many artists do. AHA have separated a couple of times mm-hmm. now and then they've said they're only back for two years and it was six years. You know, maybe all bands just shouldn't put a time limit on it because likewise, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at all. In fact, I'm very pleased to have Soft Cell back. And of course, we spoke about them recently as well on the new music drop. So it's so nice to still be talking about Soft Cell and new tracks coming out. And new tracks that are, that are good, yeah. that are also, you know, very, like you say, domestic, but also very relevant around what's happening in 2022 as well. And yeah, Purple Zone, the Pet Shop Boys collaboration is on the album. Yes, it is. Not the original Soft Cell version. That's on the vinyl of the album, I think, because that had already gone to print. So it's very exclusive if you've got that. Mm. So at number eight, it's Everything Everything with Raw Data Feel. So this is the band's sixth studio album, six albums in 12 years, which I think is a very impressive turnaround. This was released in May, preceded by Bad Friday in February, and then three more incredible singles before that. But right now, we're going to have a little listen to Metroland is Burning. of everything everything's schedule where they have released so much um across a relatively short space of time but also the the quality never dips this album i've loved just as much as anything that's come before and if anything songs like uh, bad friday and pizza boy are like some of my up there with some of my favorite ee songs same 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 and because i love their music so much i love them as a band so much every time there's a new album coming out and it's again it's about every two years we get a new album from them there's always a little bit of apprehension like surely they can't do another incredible album again and they always do and with this one as with previous releases it was produced by alex robertshaw of the band uh previously of course they've worked with stuart price They've worked with John Congleton. This time, they've worked with Tom A.D. Fuller. He has previously worked with Friendly Fires, Years and Years, Aurora. So in very good hands. And I just love, you know, they always, what they do, it's so unique in a way. It's always this most like incredible shiny pop production. But then the lyrics, very like twisting and turning tales delivered with Jonathan Higgs. Really, again, very iconic vocals. Sometimes it's very deep. Sometimes it's... Such an an amazing falsetto. I I do think they're such a unique band actually out there right now. They are. And I just love the, you know, we love it when genres collide and, you know, the rock sensibilities alongside the electronic dance sensibilities and with the poppy hooks, catchy chorus, like Bad Friday. Oh my God. Just, I can't believe that song did not go global. Yeah. Same and yeah, Bad Friday and also I want to love like this. That is one of my most played songs of the year. But then again, so is uh, Pizza Boy. So number seven and totally enormous extinct dinosaurs, aka Orlando Higginbottom, uh, has had a fantastic year. Not only releasing this album, 
but supporting, producing, remixing many of our favourite artists. We've already mentioned Tove. How about how's first about, names? How's about Confidence Man mm. as well? And many and many many more. Pretty sure working. I'm pretty sure there's been a working men's club remix there as well. If it hasn't happened yet, it needs to happen. Mm. Uh, good fit. Uh, and this new album was a long time coming. Um, was again a very personal piece of work and project. And as another album, like like all of these albums, where every track is brilliant, mm. but such an experimentation within the within the genre of dance. And this 17-track record goes up and down, goes off and goes on. <laughs> it goes on in goes, a lovely way. <laughs> goes off and then comes back down again so many times. It's like the euphoria of a night out, uh, but with also the emotion of life that comes around it as well. Oh, well, I think they could put that on the billboard, yeah. advertising it. Yeah. Uh, let's hear a little bit of one of the bigger tracks on the album. This is uh, Through the Floor. Through the floor, and that is a great example of a very emotive, very banging dance track on the album. And there are some even more uh, melancholic moments. Uh, and just think the songs like, you know, When the Lights Go, Never Seen You Dance, Blood in the Snow, you know, some really personal stuff in there. But he's a fantastic producer, so it all sounds fantastic. It, yeah, it really does. I can't believe as well that this is his first album as Teed for a decade. Mm. But of course, in between, we've already named some of the people he's worked with. He's also produced with S.G. Lewis and Mark Ronson, The Knox, Remix for Falls, Disclosure. Barbara Knox. Yes, the, we call it <laughs> The, the Knox now. <laughs> uh, remix for Falls, Disclosure, Jesse Ware, Jake Shears, the list goes on and on. And as you said, it's just such... Uh, it's such an intelligent take on indie electronica. It's playful, um, but it's atmospheric, but it's sometimes slower. It knows when to mix it up. It's just, it's everything. It's everything, everything. No, it's not. It's teed. But you, you, you know what I mean. Um, and this was released in September and preceded by the lead single Blood in the Snow in June. Who was it produced by, Will? Well, himself. Yeah. I mean, this, yeah. was his, this was his labor of love doing an album he wanted on his own terms uh, where he's writer, producer and the lot artist. And of course I knew that. So number six in our top 10, some old favorites of track by track. They've appeared in our top albums of the year before. It's hot chip with freak out release, which was their eighth studio album released in August. And what I think is amazing about a hot chip new album is that you always get, a new flavor, a, a certain new style in there. This time, I think compared to the last couple, it almost feels a little bit more organic with some of the instrumentation in there, as heard on this track, which is Time. 
typified with time is this album is still quintessentially them and like time has got so many uh musical effects and sounds and crunches and squelches and bleeps that you know it's a hot chip but they are doing something different with it and you said organic i would say at times a little bit folksy Mm, yeah as well and the quality is still high and their their thirst for creating music doesn't appear to be waning and they just somehow have time to be hot chip and then all do their own stuff as well so you know whether it's all the things that joe goddard gets up to like hard feelings yeah hard feelings one of our albums of last year again um but this freak out release just I don't think Hot Chip are ever going to put a bad album out. This one released in August, preceded by the single Down in April. And then they celebrated with four nights at the O2 Brixton Academy, which we didn't get to. We've seen them a lot of times before. We didn't get to those shows, but it's always a party, a Hot Chip gig, isn't it? Well, if they'd have done four nights at the O2 Bristol Academy, then I may have been able to get to it. For every night? Uh, Maybe one. What I did miss from those shows, they covered Madonna's Hung Up, so... I keep meaning to dig it out, actually. I'm sure someone's got a uh, grainy <laughs> footage of it. Uh, a grainy footage? Some grainy footage of it on YouTube. So, number five on our top ten albums of 2022. Uh, Dubstar came back with a new album this year. We talked about it at length with Chris and Sarah. Twice. Twice. <laughs> Due to a technical malfunction. And uh, we can say this at the end of the year and laugh about it now. And they were very gracious. Oh, so lovely. And very happy to join us twice to do it. Yep. And just, I've been a huge Dubstar fan since the word go for them. So it was a real treat to hear them talk about the new album, the new music, how it all came about and some of the older stuff as well. And we weren't disappointed when the album came out. So from two... Here's one of the few tracks that wasn't released as a single. Blood. Equipment's inside you. You'll never get out of this place. Get me out of this place. And I'm counting the days. I'm counting the days. Get me out of this place. there which uh, for me shows they're still creative they're still creating fantastic uh, indie pop music and they're still very faithful to their roots to their sounds but Sarah's voice the storytelling that takes place in these songs and the production and musical work on there I mean they also they worked with Stephen Haig uh, on this album, legendary producer who'd previously worked with them. He's worked with many artists that we love, including Pet Shop Boys. Yeah, and New Order. Yeah. And so many more. 
And this 10-track album was... Uh, it was so great to see it. And I loved it. Really loved it. And the singles were so strong. So strong. And I love as well that there was such a big build-up to it as well. Because we got the first sign of this album in 2020. And then there were three... Was it 2020? Yeah, it was 2020, mm. wasn't it? Um, and then there were four tracks in total released ahead of the album. Hygiene Strip, I Can See You Outside, Tectonic Plates, and then Token just ahead of the album's release, uh, which was in May of this year. What was great about this for me is that, as you said, you've been a huge Dubstar fan for many years. This is the first Dubstar album that I really felt that excitement to hear because I just, sadly, they'd passed me by before. Um, but such a quality album, such incredible classic indie electro pop with those amazing soaring sounds from Chris and those really kind of grounded storytelling lyrics, um, vocals, sorry, from Sarah, smatterings of disco in there and other little influences, but it's just a quality. And again, 10 tracks that is just the perfect length for a, a quality album. So number four then is Bananarama and Masquerade. This was released in July of this year. Lead single favorite came in April. And it was just incredible to have them back, wasn't it? Because before the previous album, we'd had a 10-year wait. This was just a couple of years uh, between this and In Stereo, which was one of our albums in 2018. The years have all got mixed up now. Um, but what I loved about this is they're still working with longtime producer Ian Masterson, but this had a bit of a different sound, much darker electronic synths. Uh, quite Stranger Things-esque, which I did say during their tweet-along, and then Ian Masterson said that he was doing Stranger Things before Stranger Things. So let's listen to the album's closing song, actually, Waiting for the Sun to Shine. I love about that track is it's a very optimistic bright way to end the album also makes you feel like this isn't the end and there's yeah. more to come and this album it was a real surprise when this album was announced because they were teasing an announcement and I think we talked about it and we're like oh it's going to be another greatest hits yeah or maybe another uh, maybe a tour so we were really pleasantly surprised that they had recorded a whole album uh, and it was pretty much ready to go with the singles and yeah, I like the fact that, yeah, very much in keeping with the work they've been doing with Ian previously, but you know, the darker Cynthia work, uh, so a bit of synth wave in there. <laughs> Don't say it, a bit of synth wave in there. And Masquerade, a uh, fantastic track in yeah. itself. Wonderful video with that one as well. Is it better than the video for stuff like that? No comment. No flinging fabrics around the place. <laughs> And what was different about this as well is that Alice D, who, of course, is Sarah's daughter uh, and a, an artist in her own right, she co-wrote some of the tracks with her mom and Ian. So they co-wrote together Velvet Lies, Bad Love and Forever Young. Uh, and then Banana Rama covered two of Alice D's tracks, which were Favourite, the lead single, and Brand New. And Favourite was actually performed live by Banana Rama and Alice D at the launch shows as well. And I just love that family connection because I think some artists shy away from either the the younger artist shies away from 
the connection with their parents. I mean, you don't see Matt from the 1975 wanting to collaborate with his mum and dad, do you? Denise Welch and... Uh, Oh, no, and good, actually, because Denise Welch has got some crazy opinions about <laughs> yes, stuff. Yes, she has. She's not on Loose Women anymore, is she? Or is she? They do like a crazy opinion on there. Uh, but here, you've got them embracing that musical connection, which is just lovely. We're into our top three now. So our third favourite album of 2022 is Tilt by Confidence Man. We had the pleasure of uh, talking to them about this album before it all kicked off for them this year. They've had an amazing year and they've gone nuclear in the UK. Uh, And it's been fantastic to see them selling out uh, larger and larger venues, um, people, uh, videos on social media, just absolutely off their rockers Mm. listening to their songs. This album, uh, it's great fun. It's very creative. Uh, but I think most of all, it's just brilliant dance pop music and every track is different and unique in its own way. Uh, you know, everyone knows Holiday, Radio 1 have hammered it to mm. death. Feels like right a different so. thing. We champion that uh, to the hilt uh, on the podcast. Uh, but here's a little taste of something from the album. And as with their first album, the last track uh, is a real ball, all balls out of the bag, uh, rock out, epic affair. Uh, So here's a bit of relieve the pressure. So we also had the uh, Tilt remix, Retilted EP mm. as well, featuring uh, fantastic remixes from some huge names, which again is testament to their growing reputation as fantastic dance artists and producers. It was just, obviously we loved the first album as well, and we went track by track through that last year, I think, maybe the year before, and had no idea how big things were going to get for them. And also, as well as you know, everything amazing that's happened with the tour and with Glastonbury. You've had Noel Gallagher really championing them, championing, championing them. Uh, and they were opening for him on tour. And I think that just as well talks to how wide the appeal is for their sound, because it is so many different things. It's just the ultimate rave up, but it's it's not generic dance music. It's so much more than that. There's so many influences in there. And of course, it's all about the performance with them as well, isn't it? Yeah. When they're on stage... No one is doing it like that. I just can't wait to see them live again, Will. And they are at Mighty Hoopla next year. Saturday or Sunday? Don't know. I think Saturday, actually. Supporting Rachel Stevens at the Mighty Hoopla. Who's headlining. And this was released in April this year. As you said, we went track by track through it with them. It was so nice to hear the meaning behind every song uh, or the inspiration behind every song. Because I think when you do put it on, you just want to lose yourself. So it was really nice to listen to that. So if you haven't listened to it yet, do go back mm. and check that out. So, number two, our second favourite album of 2022 is Beyonce and Renaissance. This oh. was such a pleasant surprise because it's no, you know, it's, it's no surprise that we're Beyonce fans. I think really everyone is a fan of Beyonce in some capacity, whether they're a fan of her early work, whether they're a fan of Destiny's Child. We've been track by track through Lemonade, uh, which was released... 
six years, I think, before this one. And in the middle, we'd had the the Lion King album that she did, inspired uh, by the film. We'd had the Carter's album with Jay-Z. Who knew what to expect next from her? Well, I certainly didn't expect house music. And I certainly didn't expect Giorgio Moroda and Donna Summer samples. But that's what we've got, especially on this song, which is Summer Renaissance. Summer Renaissance on an album called Renaissance, uh, which was released in the summer. Mm. And this was another one of those albums Beyonce loves out of nowhere announcing a new land, launch, dropping a new single on us and announcing an album. And I think it's fair to say the whole world shook when Break My Soul dropped. Oh, yeah. And I'm still listening to it. I still haven't got tired of listening to that song. It is a fantastic dance record. And Beyonce just got this knack of tapping into very specific musical genres and just absolutely killing it. Yeah. And this album, it's house, it's R and B, uh, it is very, um, very respectful uh, to like the whole ball scene uh, and the whole dance music scene from the eighties and nineties as well. There's so many different influences layered into these tracks. Uh, we need to do a proper track by track through this album. Really. Yeah, we do. We do. Just to dissect it. Well, I say dissect, but just to talk about and enjoy and appreciate and celebrate the, the songs on this album because it's 16 tracks. If you listen to the album in order, it just flows as a continuous mix as well, which we always enjoy. And you'll mention Madonna, Confessions on a Dance Floor. Uh, no, no, in, no, no. No plan to. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, just and so many highlights on this album. Break My Soul is fantastic. It still is. But there's so much else on here that's brilliant too. And as you said, it flows. I feel like now every Beyonce album is almost a bit of a concept album. And uh, this is no difference. I think what she's done, obviously house music is the main influence of this. But there's so much else thrown into it as well. There's funk, there's disco, there's Afrobeat, there's electro um, and when you look at who's on the production, I'm not even going to list them, Will, because obviously, as you would expect with a Ma- uh, Madonna, nope, that's just in my head, Beyonce album, uh, so many collaborators, whether that's on the songwriting, on the sampling, on the production, but some people get mad about that. Some people get mad about the n- list of names that it took to create a song or an album. I don't care how many people it took. If it sounds as good as this, and if it sounds as good as Break My Soul and, and, and everything else on here, then fine. Add to the list. Uh, and she's a perfectionist. Uh, so she just wants to work with the best people mm. and however many people it takes to get what she wants out of this record. And you know, with Beyonce, probably the similar similar thing like Madonna, nothing is being released under her name unless yeah. it is exactly what she wants it to be. It might not be what some people want it to be, but it's what, what she wants it to be. But this album was definitely the Beyonce album I didn't know I needed. Yeah, agreed. And again, loved Lemonade, still play Lemonade to death. This is such a different sound and it's amazing. As you said, it dropped in summer, Break My Soul in June, just before Glastonbury. So it was amazing to hear that on the drive to Glastonbury many times. And then the album came out in July. 
She did leave the caps lock on when she was typing out the track listing, though. Oh, I wonder what old people do, isn't it? It's probably a very good, a very significant reason for It's that. very stylish. Duran Duran did it last year. Oh, I didn't think I'd get them into this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Even the granddaddies of Pop are doing it. Daddy. So uh, our top 10 albums of 2022, number 10 was Tovlo with Dirt Femme. Number 9, Soft Cell with Happiness Not Included. Number 8 was Everything Everything with Raw Data Feel. Number 7, Teed with When the Lights Go. And number 6, Hot Chip Freak Out Release. Number 5, Dubstar with Two. Number 4 was uh, Bananarama and Masquerade. Number 3, Confidence Man with Tilt. And number 2 was Beyonce and Renaissance. And so at number 1... Our album of 2022, it's Working Men's Club with Fear Fear. So, Working Men's Club, we love them from the word go uh, when they released their first album. And Dan, don't forget Valleys with our fourth favourite song of 2020. Yep. And here we are celebrating uh, their second album, their difficult second album, Fear Fear, as our favourite album of 2022. It's pretty safe to say that difficult second album, they nailed it. They absolutely nailed it. But how did they nail it? Well, actually, well, let's put a pin in that. Let's have a listen to one of the non-singles from the album. This is Because, Will, we are going to go track by track through the whole album next week. Uh, yeah, and that's just the right thing to do, isn't it? If we're saying this is our favourite album, we want to tell you in detail why it's our favourite album. But I will say they took everything that was good about the first album and then elevated it to the next level. They absolutely did. We saw them, of course, last year in Manchester when they opened for New Order, New Order Hot Chip and Working Men's Club on the bill, which was just incredible Insane, for yeah. us. Uh, they were fantastic live. I haven't yet seen them since. Um, really hoping they're at Glastonbury next year because obviously it's the ultimate place to see a band, but would happily uh, see them anywhere, especially to hear tracks like Heart Attack uh, and everything else on this album. But we'll talk more about that next week, Will. We will. And also still to come, this year, if you're listening in 2022, is our top 20 songs of the year. Uh, so another very special episode of Track by Track still to come. So that will be available in a couple of weeks for all listeners. Next week's episode, Working Men's Club, Fear Fear, available on Patreon, as well as, and how this just shows how diverse things are, as well as uh, this year's Christmas special on Love Actually, which is also a Patreon exclusive release. So thank you for thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for listening to all of our albums this year, and thank you for listening to music. Yeah, and and podcasts. And podcasts. 
So, until next time, I've been Dan. And I've been Will. Goodbye.